0: F S DJ Nation. What is up? What is happening? We are on to week 6. A little late. A little later than usual. Had something to do. Like a Chiefs game or something. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> but we are here. We are live. And we are going to talk through this slate. Last week, the lineup we built, if you played it, did well. Scored 196, 197 points. So, uh, really worked out. We had Jamar Chase in there who went absolutely nuclear last week. So, it worked out, so we well, are on to a new week. We are a forward-thinking show, so it does not matter what happened last week. So let's go ahead and just uh, peel back the curtains a little bit. Let's start with the quarterback position, per usual, position by position here. And Jalen Hurts kicks it off at eighty-two hundred dollars against the Jets. Then we have Tua at seventy-six hundred, Fields at seventy-three, Kirk without Justin Jefferson at seventy-one hundred, and then Trevor Lawrence at sixty-five. Jared Goff at 64 on the road, Joe Burrow at 63, Stafford at 61, and then Stroud at 6K kind of wraps up this 6K and above. We do have some injuries this week. Anthony Richardson was placed on IR. Deshaun Watson has ruled out again for another week. So he will not be playing. So uh other than that, Maddie, who you want at quarterback? And tell me why it isn't Trevor Lawrence or if it is, because that's who I'm playing.
1: Yeah, so this this slate's uh pretty interesting, and I'll preface this slate by saying I think the teams to find players from this week are relatively obvious and straightforward, but the players that we need to select from these specific teams uh is not as obvious as weird as that sounds, um because it's uh you said pre-show uh there there's not a single total on the board that's over forty eight points, so um we're looking for for good matchups. Uh, and there's definitely a couple of them on the board, and there's a couple games that could, you know, lend towards going over their Vegas totals this week. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, a good example of what I mean by saying the teams are obvious, but the players aren't aren't necessarily obvious is you can't just play all the guys from one specific team. So, like the Dolphins are are the perfect place to start this conversation, um, because any of Mostert, Waddle, Tyreek. I mean, heck, without, without you know, a second running back this week, it's going to be Ahmed, but uh, I Jeff Wilson is trending t- towards doubtful. Um, but like, even without a second running back, I-, I expect Tua to throw a little bit more. And, you know, maybe even the tight end, uh, Durham Smythe, slides into, slides into the end zone once or twice. So, um, you know, a team with a total of 31, like the Dolphins have, it's not straightforward where you need to go because salaries are so expensive. Um, and guys are going to be really popular. Like Mostert's the, going to be the most popular running back on the slate. But, I mean, it's such a good matchup for him. Carolina is the worst run defense in the NFL. And the Dolphins are just running all over everybody right now, passing all over everybody right now. So, it's like I said, it's obvious you want Dolphins. And I would not make a single team without at least one Dolphin, maybe even without two. Um, but you can, you can definitely double stack Tua. Uh, Jalen Waddle is going to be two, 2% again this week. Uh, we know he's got 100 yards and, and two touchdown upside. He had 10 targets last week. Uh, and Tua is going to be you know one of the lower-owned quarterbacks as well because of how high-priced he is uh, up there at, at 7,600, the second-highest price behind uh, Jalen Hurts. So he should get single-digit ownership. So um, it's a really interesting leverage spot if you have a team that's not playing Mostert. I like the idea of of Tua Waddle and Tyreek together. So, and you can maybe even uh, slide in some some Derm Smythe in there too if you need a value tight end. Um, so, I, I really like the the uh, Dolphins double stacks, especially considering um, Carolina is missing pretty much their entire defense due to injuries, uh, especially in the secondary. So, uh, you you never want to play the Dolphins even with your starters out there, and you never want to definitely never want to play them with all your backups out there. So. Um, this is an, an uh, AFC to NFC matchup, which we've seen Miami just absolutely destroy, uh, you know, the defenses that are outside of their their division. And this this is no different. So I'm expecting the Dolphins to, to, to hang. I'll even project them for 40 freaking 40 points this week. It, it's I just I just don't see a way that they don't score a ton of points against Carolina. Carolina just give up 42 to Detroit without Amon Ra. Um, and Detroit is Detroit's offense is fine, but they are they are not what the Dolphins are. So um, yeah, I would not make a team this week without at least one Dolphin, and you can maybe even bump that up to to two. Um, so I really like Tua up at the top. I think Fields is interesting as well, considering the Bears have one going <laughs> to have mainly one active running back, uh, Deontay Foreman's pretty much the only running back on their roster. I know it's they have Darrington Evans too, but they pretty much just signed him off of uh, the Dolphins practice squad. So I uh, wouldn't expect him to get a ton of runs. So it's pretty much Justin Fields show again this week because uh, Minnesota's actually been pretty good against the run. So I would expect Fields to throw a lot and maybe they design him some more runs because of the lack of, of extra running backs that they have available this week. Um, and he's actually projecting pretty low owned as well. Uh, so that's very interesting there. Um, so yeah, I like Fields and Tua if paying up. I'm not paying up for Jalen Hurts all the way at the top. Uh, you mentioned Trevor Lawrence, 6,500 against Indy. Indy is one of the pe- worst pass defense in the NFL. You absolutely can play him. The the pass catchers are also very cheap for Jacksonville, so it makes for a very easy stack. Ingram's 4,500. Christian Kirk, I think that's the biggest misprice of the week. Is why is Christian Kirk 40 5,400 uh, against the Colts when he's been absolutely shredding uh, over the last three weeks? And I know he put up a dud in Week One, but Uh, Zay Jones is also going to miss this game. So I'd expect Kirk to um, not really come off the field much. Uh, He's going to play pretty much all the snaps with Ridley as as opposed to week one, it was a lot of Zay Jones and Ridley and they didn't run a ton of 11 personnel. So um, I like Kirk a lot this week and you compare him with Trevor Lawrence for cheap. I even like Calvin Ridley uh, 6,700 Calvin Ridley. So um, yeah, the Jags are just a cheap stack overall. Uh, So I, I do like that call there of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Burrow, I, I, we said last week that, you know, well, you had more interest in Burrow than I did, but I said last week that I wasn't going to play him until I got visual evidence that he looks a little more healthy and he was actually starting to move around the pocket and, you know, avoiding sacks and, uh, was able to be a little bit more mobile. And so I, I think it was a good encouragement that, uh, he's actually, his calf actually might be feeling a little bit better. So I know those were the reports heading into the last week's game. Um, and, and then it actually came to fruition when you watch the game as well. So 6,300 for Burrow against Seattle is, uh, that's another misprice. I think uh, Seattle's given up 300 yards passing to uh, Matt Stafford. Who else did they play? It's every quarterback except Daniel Jones. So Andy Dalton, Matt Stafford. I don't remember who they played week two. And then they, they did not give up 300 yards passing to Daniel Jones because he is bad. Week two was week two was pulling up Geno Smith here. Oh, they played Detroit, so that was Jared Goff. Yeah. So they give up, they've given up 30 points to the Rams, 31 points to Detroit, 27 to Carolinas, and a start by Andy Dalton, and then they give up three to the Giants uh, in the game. The Giants looked absolutely abysmal and gave up the world record for, for sacks allowed. So um this is this has all the makings for a Joe Burrow smash. They're in Cincinnati. Seattle does. Seattle defense doesn't get the home the home boost there. Uh, it's another Burrow to chase game, so I'm not overthinking that one. I think Burrow's the best point per dollar quarterback on the slate this week, uh, and then two other guys that I like: Matt Stafford just below him at 6100. You have to have interest in him with Cooper cutback, which man Cup was. I think the the shock of the week for me. Uh, playing almost literally almost every single snap uh, that he played, so. I like Stafford there. And then also on the other side of that Trevor Lawrence game, I don't even hate Gardner Minshew at 5k. We've seen Minshew, you know, in his, his time as a starting quarterback, he's had multiple 20 to 25 point uh, games on DraftKings. And, you know, this is a good matchup where he absolutely could do it here too. Um, it's a l- little bit of revenge narrative for Gardner as well. A former, former Jacksonville Jaguar. So um, Ryan Williams w- would love that little nugget there, but, shout out ryan
0: yeah so I, I mean i think with for me i think it's going to be kind of fairly obvious like i said trevor lawrence i'm all in the the colts have been atrocious against the past this year they've allowed the fifth highest passing yards per game rate uh on the season uh almost 300 yards allowed per game 282 uh passing yards allowed per game to quarterback so then wide receiver ones absolutely torch the Colts. So I think the him and Ridley stack is going to be the way to go. And Ridley's still, I mean, he's too cheap. I know he kind of was bumped up early in the season. Then he's kind of dropped down because he fell off just a tad. But, um, but this is an elite game. Last week you're seeing Trevor Lawrence come off, you know, his best game of the season scoring 20.7. It probably could have been better, but, you know, Travis Etienne. Uh, Rob some of those with, with the goal line stuff, but and we're seeing him run a little bit like it's not anything elite But you know, he's getting and you know, generally speaking He's had at least five uh, rush attempts in every game but one and you know he, The last couple of games 31 and 42 rushing yards So that helps out a little bit in terms of his floor, but I just think this game is absolutely uh, could absolutely go off And I know the last time they played it was a 31 21. They lost that game um, but or I, no did they i think they won that game. Yeah, they won that game. I'm sorry. But anyways, regardless of that, uh it's still uh, even in that game, he he went out and threw 241, two touchdowns in that game as well. So, um I just think Trevor Lawrence is somebody that I'm going to have a lot of. 6500 dollars uh Matt Stafford. This is such a dream matchup against this Cardinals because they have the type of wide receivers that you want. Um, we could probably get into a little more against wide receivers, but I will just mention this now that the Cardinals run zone at an extremely high rate. They are top 10 in the league. And our boy Puka Nakua absolutely crushes zone coverage this year. He's actually, if you look at him this year, he has 490 yards uh, against zone coverage this year, 38 catches, 490 yards against zone. And then if you look at it only against man, he only has five catches for 61 yards uh, uh, against man. So this is an absolute dream matchup for him, and so they are terrible against zone. They're terrible in zone coverage as well. So uh, I think him and Cooper Cup. I think you could look at as well at uh, both really viable options here. Uh, same kind of at uh, Atwell also does pretty well against uh, against zone. Eighteen for one eighty six as well. So um, I think you could really go with any of those three that you really want to. But I'm really going to be targeting Puka Nakua. Over Cooper Cup, get that little salary discount. That's pretty significant. It's almost fifteen hundred dollars less to get down to Puka. So, um, I think him and um, and and Matt Stafford are great plays uh, th- this week. Really like this matchup against Arizona, and he's still too cheap at sixty one hundred dollars. And then I like that other side. I think Gino Smith. I think is also a really good play as well, fifty-seven hundred dollars. If you want to get a little bit of salary savings, I think you could go with him and like a Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, and then run it back with Jamar Chase. Because uh, we'll see if T Higgins is going to play. It sounds like he has. There's a possibility he could play this week if he's able to play. Uh, he kind of comes in as well. I'm surprised they're going to run T Higgins out considering they're on bye next week. But you know, it doesn't really make sense. But if that's what they're going to do, but. Uh, so I do think Geno Smith is another way I want to go. Like, there is a, some weather situation this week that we should mention. Um, I don't think they are going to be anything significant. There's none of them, I think, have sustained a 20-plus plus, mile-an-hour win. We're, we're getting there in some of them. The, the 49ers and Browns game is supposed to be rain, um, and I think 15 to 20 with 30-mile-an-hour gust. The Bears game is going to be – sounds like it's supposed to rain in the beginning and then stop by the end of the game, but it's supposed to have around 15 to 20-mile-an-hour winds. And then the same for the, the actually, the Cincinnati game. But that one, I think, is a green, at least on if you go look at NFL Roto-Grinders' weather report. Uh, that, that one doesn't sound like there's going to be any wet or rain either. So that shouldn't be that big of a deal. But there is a couple of games we should monitor. But overall, I don't think there's going to be anything that really stands out as, as really bad. And then I do agree. I, I actually don't mind getting to Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, we know he has the capability of putting up, you know, 300-plus passing yards. Uh, he could do that. Uh, we saw it last year when he's with the Eagles. And this is a matchup against the, the Jags. I think that, you know, he could exploit with Michael Pittman. Josh Downs uh are both uh, – you could you could run him back with a really cheap stack to get in some other things too. So um I'm big on, on you know, or I, I have no problem, I mean, playing with Gardner Minshew. I think 40 – or 51 – or 5K, excuse me, is certainly uh, something we should be looking at. And then, you know, I think that's kind of where I'm going to go, right? Like if you want to play – uh, Tua, $7,600, I'm not talking you out of it. I mean, the, the the Dolphins' offense has been so elite this year Uh that it's it's hard to really get away. I and mean, really, you, you can make maybe make an argument that maybe Tua should be a little bit more expensive because of just the upside. But, I mean, he's hit 300-plus yards in three of the five games so far this year. Uh Touchdowns, he's thrown at least two or more touchdowns in three of the five games. So, uh, I mean, he's somebody that could definitely break this slate this week against the Panthers. Now the Panthers have been better against the the past than they have against the run. Obviously they've been just dreadful against the run, but uh, I still think obviously with Tua, you you could get there. I'm I'm not excited to play Jalen Hurts against the Jets. I think that game's going to be really slow. The Jets defense has done a really good job of shutting down some, you know, really good offense. They shut down Patrick Mahomes. They didn't do a whole lot. Josh Allen did absolutely nothing against them either. And, And so I'm not overly excited to play Jalen Hurts, especially at the price tag. I'll probably be off that game completely. I have some interest in Justin Fields just because of how well he's looked, and really, you beat the Vikings through the air. And really, I mean, the last two weeks, Justin Fields has been electric uh, through the air, right? I mean, just absolutely crushed 30 plus uh, DK points in each of those last two games. Now, obviously, that was also against the the Commanders and then against the, the Broncos, but still, um, I do think if you want to play, uh, you know, Justin Fields at $7,300, I'm not going to talk you out of that either. I think, though, that is also a really good play. But um, past that, like, I, like, do you – would you have any interest – never mind what I'm going to ask. <laughs> I was going to ask about – would you have any interest on the other side with, like, uh, Josh Dobbs at 5,200? No. I mean, he's had some good games. Or even, like, a Desmond Ritter at 5K. Like, no. I, I don't think I would. Um, but I know the commanders have been terrible against the pass, and they've really struggled. And we did see – I mean, to be fair, I mean, we saw Desmond Ritter put up, you know, 329 passing yards last week and a score for 29 DK points last week uh, with, two, uh, with also a rushing touchdown. So, I mean, he has a little bit of a ceiling, and they have thrown the ball at a much higher rate this year, I think, than people thought, right? Like 37 attempts last week. He had 38 against Detroit, 32 against Green Bay. Like, I mean, he's been they've been throwing the ball a little bit more than I think people expected him to.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I can't get to either Dobbs or Ritter. I think I just think there's too many, too many other options with with an actual ceiling. Um, you know, we mentioned like seven or eight guys that have legitimate ceilings this week. So, I think if you like those offenses, it's fine to play. You know, one pass catcher from them, but I wouldn't
0: load up. All right, yeah, I wouldn't load up on the QB. There is a there is a wide receiver from that game. I definitely am going to play. So, uh, is do you want to? Uh, is there anybody else that you really want to talk about, or you want to jump over? Uh,
1: no, Cody asked in chat, um, how popular Stafford is going to be, and Stafford is going to be the most popular quarterback, but he's only com- he's only projecting what I'm seeing is twelve percent um so uh I think quarterback ownership for the most part is going to be pretty spread out and it's because you know the, all those guys that we just talked about right like there you can make a good case for you know probably six seven eight guys uh that should be you know that that are in consideration for having ceiling games so um yeah Stafford Stafford and burrow definitely are at the top of of the percentages this week but um it's not i don't think i'd there's nobody high enough at QB that I'd be, you know, trying to come off of them to, to just jam in somebody else because of that.
0: Yeah. So for, yeah. For, so I guess, I guess to kind of clarify, wrap up a little bit. So I know I mentioned a few names there for me, it's got my, my most exposed to, uh, you know, top three quarterbacks are going to be Trevor Lawrence are going to be Stafford. Um, and then probably, uh, Geno Smith and I'll have some sprinkles of like, uh, you know, of, of Burrow and, um, maybe a Gardner Minshew or something like that but those are gonna be the games that I really want to attack for sure so um let's go ahead and jump over to running back so McCaffrey is far and away the most expensive running back and he's $9,500 next up past that it's David Montgomery at 7,300 Bijan is 7,200 Etienne is 7,100 J- Josh Jacobs is 7k is 6,800 dollars Kenneth Walker is 67. Then you have Jonathan Taylor and Kyron Williams and Remy Mostert, who was grossly mispriced at 6400 dollars And then Joe Mixon, Zach Moss, DeAndre Swift, and Brees Hall wrap up the 6K at above range. I know last week was a week that we really loved running back. We were, you know, talking about possibly paying up kind of for the first time. Are you feeling the same way about the running back this week? Or are you going to go in a different direction?
1: I love the six, the six K range, uh, running backs this week. And then also there's, you know, a couple guys that are now value running backs because of injuries, um, down in the four Ks. So I, I, there's not a single five to six, like between five and six K running back that I like. So if if you were like multi-entering, I would just cross all those guys off. Um, you can definitely make a case for some of the guys up top. Like ETN is fine. He he's, he's on the field, literally every snap tank. Bigsby is not a thing. Um, so ETN is, is definitely, you know, in consideration, especially if you're playing Minshew, um, you know, I think ETN makes for a, a solid run back on the other side. Cause you're, you're, you're rooting for Lawrence to not do as much. Um, or otherwise you would have just played Lawrence. Um, Bijan's in a, in a decent spot against Washington, but I'm not sure I'd get there. Um, he burned me a little bit last week and, and, I mean, he still does have a ceiling, I and mean, he is priced down $500 from what he was last week, so I'm sure he'll go off when I don't play him. But um, I just think there's better running backs in better spots um, from these top guys. Like, I'm not paying 9-5 for McCaffrey. Uh, I'm not paying 7-3 for Montgomery on the road against Tampa. Uh, Josh Jacobs is is okay. Uh, he's I think he leads the league and in, in targets the running backs, So um, and, and New England gives up a ton of those and New England's defense has just been a disaster as it is so uh Jacobs is definitely in play at 7k he's he's going to be popular but uh, running back is just a position where you just kind of you you just eat some of the ownership the the chalk and and you just play the guys that are projected to get the most volume and and are in good matchups and um don't necessarily worry about playing as lower owned running backs as you would at wide receiver and tight end just because the 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 nature of variance at the position is is lower outside of injuries um, because it's easier to, pro- to project running backs than it is any other position. So, um, Jacobs is is good play. Uh, Kamara against Houston absolutely is in play there. Uh, Kyron Williams and Raheem Mostert are probably my two favorites of the of the whole slate. Uh, Kyron at sixty five hundred against Arizona, and and Mostert at sixty four hundred against Carolina. Two really 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 good matchups and two guys that are probably not going to come off the field much. Um, will definitely share some work with Ahmed, but it it won't be a ton. And then Kyron just doesn't really have anybody, uh, behind him. Uh, if the game is, is even close at all, he shouldn't come off the field much. So, um, last week was just a bad matchup for him against Philly. And we talked about that, that last week was, was not a Kyron week, but this week absolutely can be, uh, Mixon's going to be popular, but Mixon has not scored yet. Uh, he has scored one touchdown, sorry, one touchdown in week three against the Rams. Um, and he's still putting up double digit points, uh, pretty much every single week. Uh, he's only 6,300 and he gets a matchup with Seattle, though Seattle has not allowed a ton of production on the ground. They haven't given up a hundred yard rusher yet, and then they've given up three out of four 300 yard passers. So, um, while Mixon can be involved in the pass game, you really need him to score probably twice to pay off that salary, uh, since he's not gonna definitely not gonna hit the hundred yard bonus. Uh, so I, I'm I'm okay with Mixon, but I'm I'm not as high on him this week as I as other people are. And then scrolling down, that's pretty much it from the six K's for me. So there's a handful of guys there that we that we just mentioned. And then you get to the the four three, uh, four four range. Uh, Deontay Foreman's at forty four hundred and Chuba Hubbard's at forty three hundred. Both guys should be thrust into uh, mega roles, uh, with Miles Sanders and Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson all being ruled out. So uh, those guys are are not necessarily locks at their at those prices, though. Um, I I almost like Deontay Foreman's definitely in play. Minnesota has been good against the run, um, but I mean he's going to be involved in the pass game too because there's nobody else. And then uh, Chuba against Miami. I mean Chuba Chuba has a twenty. I, I think Bryce Young's been targeting running backs uh, like twenty one percent of of his passes, so. Uh, Chuba definitely has a solid pass-catching floor there, uh, assuming they're going to be trailing the whole game. So I really don't like Chuba, and I almost side with Chuba over uh, Deontay. You may may disagree with that that take. I know you like Deontay, but um, I think Chuba has a better floor and ceiling because Chuba can also score. Um, But I don't think – all that to say, I don't think either of these – Four K running backs are are just plug and plays. I don't I don't think they're locks by any means.
0: Yeah, I think when you look at this slate a little bit, like one, I mean, obviously, Tyron Williams stands out easily, right? Like his his usage is absolutely elite. And um I mean, if you look at him, I mean, just he he's basically handling eighty percent of the snaps, ninety plus percent of the RB rush attempts, and almost eighty percent of the routes uh, on the season. Now, I was concerned with him last week because. He only saw a 6% target share last week, which is kind of a big drop off from where he was at. And so that is a little concerning, but uh, that was just one week. I don't know if I would uh, typically, I don't want to just put all that eggs in that basket, but if that's going to be a trend, then I think Kyron Williams becomes less and less intriguing. So if you do want to get over into this spot, you know, if you want, if you don't want to play Puka or something like that, I think Kyron Williams could be a little bit of leverage off those guys, but, you know, he the, the Cardinals still really struggle. They allow the fourth most DK points to the running back position. They've allowed the ninth most touchdowns and the 10th most rushing yards on the season. So it is still a really good matchup for Kyron Williams here. You already talked about, you know, Raheem Mostert, but it, it this is going to be kind of one of those spots. You probably should just eat the chocolate. It's like David Montgomery yep. last week, right? Like, yep, like this is an elite spot and an elite matchup against the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have been so bad against the run this year. And so. At only six thousand four hundred dollars, like I think it'd be different if he was priced up and he was seventy five hundred dollars. Then we could have a different discussion about it, right? Because then you're paying that top premium price, but considering you you don't have to do that at six thousand four hundred dollars, it's really hard to get away from him. It's going to be hard for him to fail. Now, is it possible? You know that something happens, it goes awry. Sure, you know maybe the the usage goes to the air. They hit Tyreek on you know two or three long you know touchdown runs and kind of limits his upside. That's possible. They get up early and they kind of, you know, pull the pull the plug on some of these guys. You know, they, I think a lot of like Salvin Ahmed available. I don't, I I don't know if Jeff Wilson's going to play or not. I, I'm kind of leaning towards no, but um, you know, we'll see. Uh, but I, I do think that it's going to be really hard to get away from him though because of his price. And I think this is one of those times you probably should just eat the chalk and keep it moving. Um, I think. It, <laughs> Past that, like that does that's kind of the, the the top the really top guys. I think Alvin Kamara, excuse me, I forgot about him. Alvin Kamara is also in a really good spot. He's sixty eight hundred dollars uh, this week uh, against Houston. Houston has not been very good against running backs, which is no surprise because they weren't good against it last year either. But in the two games since returning from his suspension, he's handling almost seventy percent of the snaps. He's running fifty three percent of the routes. He has a twenty four percent target share and fifty eight percent of the uh, RB rush attempts uh so far and uh houston texas allowed the 10th most ppr points to running backs they've also had the sixth most touchdowns so alvin Kamara, who's still probably a little bit too cheap at 6800 in a matchup against houston who uh i like this spot as well for alvin Kamara. so if you're paying up those are kind of the guys that i'll be looking at i tend to agree that i think the 5k range isn't really where i want to live this week uh in this matchup because like maybe like Alexander Madison's kind of the one guy that I'm like ah maybe, but Chicago hasn't really been a pushover against the run. Uh, they've actually been better than I think people will probably give them credit for. And gets the running back position. Um, they've had they've allowed the 12th fewest rushing yards, but where they've really been beaten is been through the air. They've allowed the most receiving yards and the most receiving touchdowns to running back so far this season. Uh, so. That's really where you've been able to get them. So if you think Alexander Madison can get there through the air, then yeah, I I think that he could actually be in play in this spot at fifty eight hundred or excuse me fifty six hundred dollars. And then like Ramondre Stevenson feels like he's just sitting there staring at me because it's a matchup against the Raiders and the Raiders defense is not very good. You can run the ball against the Raiders, but fuck, Ramondre Stevenson has been so bad and the Patriots have been so bad but he's $5,400. Like, would it surprise you if Ramondre Steven goes out and scores 20 fantasy points? It wouldn't surprise me.
1: No, it also wouldn't surprise me if Zeke took two of his touchdowns either.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just been a super frustrating situation with him because last year he was heavily involved as a pass catcher, and this, this year it's just not really coming to yeah. fruition. But it is a really good spot, and he's super cheap. I think if you're playing in like, you know, if you're playing high, you know, high or um, large field tournaments or something like that, sprinkling in some Ramondre Stevenson at $5,400, I, I don't mind it. It's not like a flag plant player or anything like that for me, but it's just the matchup sitting there and it's like, <laughs> like, I don't know. And maybe I'm a fish for even thinking about doing it or I'm chasing something here with him, but he's only $5,400. And so it's not that hard to get to. So if you did want to pay down, I think that would be the guy that I would definitely look at. And then when it comes to the super cheap guys, maybe that's why you don't play him because you have these really cheap value here this week with the Deonta Foreman, with Chuba Hubbard. I actually agree with you. I think Chuba Hubbard of the cheap guys is probably the play you want to go with. Um, now, what worries the shit out of me is they just get the doors beat off of them by the Dolphins, and then they don't really have to run the ball, and then all of a sudden he disappears. Because they don't really have to, you know, because they can't run the ball because they're so far behind. But Chuba Hubbard has quietly been pretty solid this year. Um, now he is a pass catching running back too, so that that is something that that could come into his favor. But Chuba Hubbard on the year is 14th in yards created per touch. Like he's done a pretty good job against the run this year, and he, he has, he's shown some explosion and stuff like that this year. Uh, so. I don't mind him. He's obviously we're not going to see Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders this year's like been a guy who's seen like a fifteen percent target share in this offense. So it really wouldn't surprise me one bit to see a Bryce Young uh check down to Chuba Hubbard multiple times, you know, in a game like this. But uh so I do think that Chuba Hubbard it would be the preferred way to go because the Vikings have been better against the run than they have against the past. Like like they've done a pretty good job containing running backs. Now some running backs are getting there like on scoring a couple of touchdowns, but uh, you know, no Roshan, sad. I was really hoping to play Roshan Johnson this week, but that's not going to happen. Foreman is fine. Like, I don't think he's going to be involved in the passing game at all. And so I don't, I, I just, I think for me, it would be Chuba just because I think he has a better shot of being involved in the passing game. And then there's the other guy that I wanted to talk about. And that's Emery DiMicardo, who has been all of the conversation on Twitter all week. It has been Keontae Ingram versus uh, Emery DiMicardo. I personally think that Keontae Ingram is absolutely dreadful, and uh, he's been dreadful for the most part in his two uh, two years of being in the league. Last year, whenever they had the opportunity, I know Adam Shepard tweeted that, that Keontae Ingram is atop of the depth chart this week, and everybody pays so much attention to that and really cares about it. I don't know why or how many times we have to get burnt by that to figure out that that, that stuff doesn't matter, but... D-, D. Ricardo last week, in limited usage and limited opportunities, because the injury didn't happen until later in the game, saw four targets in that game, scored a touchdown. And so at $4,900, maybe you don't have to get there because we have this other value, so maybe we don't have to get to it because there's other guys that are cheaper than he is. But I do think at $4,900, like sprinkling some in, I actually played him. Uh, I have the proof. I sent it over to, uh, to Maddie last week. His uh, sub I think it was like 0.5% <laughs> yeah. I actually played him because I've kind of been on him the last couple of weeks and you did. It was in the it was actually only in the afternoon only is when I played him but I needed a cheap play and he was like 4k or something like that and I plugged him in and he ended up scoring like 11 dk points so it, it worked out he was fine uh and the, and the afternoon only slate so but uh yeah I think that's kind of where I sit with running backs this week like I I think there's a select few that I really want to play and I'm just going to jam those guys in and I'm just going to not worry about the rest.
1: I'm right there with you. I I think we're pretty, pretty lockstep on, on running back. I'm glad you, I'm glad you like Chuba over Deontay. The more and more I think about it, like Chuba is just a, he's just a really, really good value. I don't think he's a lock, but I, I think
0: he's, he's a really good value. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and jump over to wide receivers and have this conversation. So we have Tyreek at 93 Obviously, Justin Jefferson now has been placed on honor, side to see, but Cup is 9 k Chase is $8,300. Devontae Adams, $81. Puka is $8K. A.J. Brown is $7,800. And then you, for the rest of 7 k you have who Am- who is back this week, Jalen Waddell, Mike Evans. And then in the 6 k range, you have Godwin, Metcalf, Ridley, Olave, D.J. Moore, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Garrett Wilson. So, Same situation. Different position. Who do you want to play here at the top? Like I've already highlighted everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's why you're just going to plug in Chuba Hubbard and call it a day. So Probably access to these guys. But like I said, Puka Nakua is such an elite play this week.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like Puka. I like Cup. I like Stafford. So I, I really like the Rams call there, especially if you're if you're not playing Kyron or or if you have concerns about Kyron's past game us- usage with Cup being back. Um, you know, I think double double stacking Puka and and cup with stafford makes a ton of sense or even just playing one of them um you know solo as well is fine but i mean yeah any of these guys Jalen waddle and above i have interest in um we already mentioned waddle's going to be two percent against carolina uh with carolina missing all of their secondary i we know waddle has a a 30 plus point ceiling 7600 is is definitely priced for his ceiling but if he hits that uh he definitely pays it off um puka you mentioned uh chase i uh, still want interest in in, or still have interest in chasing in seattle already mentioned uh they they've allowed 300 yard passers in in three of the four including andy dalton and they have just been absolutely shredded by number one wide receivers as well um so i really like chase again even after his blow up last week uh cup with his role we already mentioned it was the shocking most shocking piece of last week was cup's role uh coming back because you know there was all the rumblings that Cup was going to be, you know, be limited His Vegas, Vegas prop was set at 58 yards. And then he comes out and clears that 58 yards on the first drive, <laughs> pretty much. So uh, that was a uh, that was pretty crazy to see that usage right away. So that 9K price tag is definitely worth it. Uh, and then Tyreek nine nine three 3 um, for Tyreek. Whenever a team is missing, you know, one of their main attack points so that they've had over the last week and, and it being a running back like like Achan being out for the Dolphins. They're not just going to turn around and hand Mostert the ball 25 times. And, and I don't think they tr- they want to rely on Ahmed enough um, to really eat into the pass game. So I, I think we could see a little spike in, in two of pass attempts here. Um, and even in that game where they, they beat the Broncos 70 to 20, uh, Tua still through for 300 yards and four scores. So you absolutely can play Tyreek. Uh, he scored 30, 30 plus points in that game. They won by 50 points as well. Uh, so it's kind of irrelevant what, what Carolina is going to do, but if you if you're playing uh, Chuba on the other side, you know there's a run back there, or even even Thielen as well. So um, I like all those guys up top. Then then the mid mid six k range is, is interesting as well. Uh, Ridley at 6,700 and DJ Moore at 6,500. I like those guys, uh, especially if playing their quarterbacks. Uh, Pittman is is definitely in play at 63, but I actually prefer Josh Downs. I think Josh Downs is the best wide receiver play on the slate this week from a point-per-dollar perspective. Uh, he has been absolutely uh, – Minshew absolutely loves to target him. and uh, He had tw- 12 targets with Minshew a couple weeks ago. Uh, he's, he had 97 yards receiving last week with Minshew after, after uh, Richardson left that game early. Uh, so I think Downs like, in this matchup uh, with Jacksonville uh, is a phenomenal play uh, at his really cheap price tag of – uh, forty one hundred, I believe it is. Um, so he's a he's a phenomenal value. And then outside of that, the mid fives are interesting as well. Uh, Jacoby Myers in in his revenge game against New England. Uh, if Devontae Adams is, is any sort of banged up, Jacoby Myers has seen thirty two targets in three games that that Jimmy G has started. So, uh, he's actually kind of been Jimmy's favorite target there. Uh, outside of that one game where where Adams had 20 targets himself um but the other two games you know Myers has kind of been Jimmy's favorite target so uh that's kind of interesting there and and he's affordable Thielen you absolutely can play him if you want to go all in on on Carolina Miami um Addison is interesting I'm not sure I'm going to get there this week just because I don't know what his role actually is going to be I don't know that that offense is going to be very good without justin jefferson honestly um and i think we could just see a lot of tj Hawkinson. and you already mentioned you know madison is in a good spot for receptions to to dump off to him so i i don't think addison is just this plug and play taking over the ex receiver role um and i actually think it could quietly be kj osborne uh personally so uh osborne's uh much cheaper he's 4400 uh, and, and Osborne had it over, over a hundred yard game last year as well. So, um, I wouldn't be shocked if Osborne led the, the Minnesota receivers in production. Um, so I'm going to put, take a wait and see on Addison because a lot of times we see these wide wide receiver twos that, you know, all of a sudden they're missing the best receiver in the league across from them and they don't produce as much because that receiver was taking up so much of the attention of the defense. And now these guys, you know, are, are having to operate as a number, as a number one and they can't necessarily do it yet. And and that's not to say Addison can't do it. It's just, I think he's probably going to be a little more popular than what I want to play for him, hoping that he can do it. So um, I'm probably out on Addison, but definitely thought it was worth mentioning there. And then Christian Kirk is another one. That's a great play at 5,400. I I think that's just too cheap for what his role has been and what it, what it can be this week with uh, Zay Jones being rolled out. So that's pretty much where I'm going to live. I'm not going to go lower than than um, Downs or Osborne this week, and then I'm going to live. You know, there's a couple guys in the mid fives, but mainly trying. The key for me is trying to get as many of those those high price guys, Jalen Waddell and above, that I can get.
0: We just brought up Kirk, uh, uh, Christian Kirk, and I uh, while I'm thinking about it, so I think Christian Kirk is actually a really sneaky play this week because when you look at just the coverage that the Colts run. um, So no team has played more zone coverage at a higher rate this year than the Colts. And Christian Kirk has been the zone beater for them this year. Kirk uh, leads all Jags wide receivers and uh, points per route run uh, and uh, against it. And he has the highest receiving grade against zone coverage as well. Christian Kirk does. So I think that he is a very, I think, sneaky option this week that I think people's everybody's going to want to go to Calvin Ridley and Calvin Ridley's been great so I'm not gonna take anything away against Calvin Ridley but against zone Christian Kirk has actually been uh targeted at a higher rate has a higher target share uh than uh, against zone um than does Calvin Ridley and so that should be something that we should take into consideration as well um and so I I do think Kirk uh, Christian Kirk is in a pretty good spot this week. Uh, somebody that's probably not going to get as much ownership as he probably should. Uh, so I did want to mention that. And then now, not that, you know, I'm really telling anybody new, uh, Jamar chase is fantastic, uh, as well. So, uh, another situation kind of similar to that would be Jamar chase with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks have played zone coverage at the second highest rate in the league this year. The Seattle's also allowed 7.7 yards per coverage target uh, in zone, and that's the 12th highest mark in the league. And then if you look at Jamar Chase, he's averaged 0.46 fantasy points per route run against zone coverage this year, which is the 10th highest mark among all receivers. And it's interesting because if you look at the other receivers in the Bengals' offense, uh, they all rank outside the top 75 wide receivers and fantasy points per uh, route run against zone. So I think Jamar Chase obviously is just an elite play, and I wouldn't really want to play anybody else from this offense um i think it's jamar chase and then everybody else right now with the way that seattle does things and then the other one is nico collins i think he really stands out to me as well when i was kind of looking some of this up uh this, the saints are playing man coverage at the second highest rate in the nfl and then the saints uh have allowed just 4.05 yards per coverage snap and 4.7 yards uh uh which is both the second highest rate in the league that's against a uh, man And, but Nico Collins has been fantastic against zone. And this year uh, he is actually uh, averaging 0.89 fantasy points per route run and earning the third highest receiving grade against uh, zone coverage this year. So I do think Nico is at a really good spot this week. I know people are going to see the the matchup here with kind of the saints and think that they're going to be kind of worried about this, but they play zone at a really high rate and Nico Collins has crushed zone coverage this year. So yeah, I think he is also in a really good spot this week. And then obviously I already talked about Puka, um, who has absolutely annihilated zone coverage this year with 490 of his receiving yards coming in zone coverage. So I think those are kind of the guys that that really stand out to me up top that I really want to get access to. I do think if, if the weather was a little bit better, I think Brandon Ayuk would also be in play at $6,200. Uh, I do like that, but the weather just scares me away from I don't think you need to go there um, in this game. But Drake London is another guy that I really want to hit on, $4,800. I know a lot of people aren't going to want to play Drake London because it's the Falcons and everything else, but the Commanders have been so incredibly bad against number one wide receivers this year. Uh, They have just been absolutely annihilated by them. We just saw DJ Moore just go the fuck off against them. They have just really, really struggled. Uh, against those guys. I mean, Stefan Diggs did the same thing. And obviously those guys are a little bit higher of a regard um, than Drake London is. But Drake London is in a fantastic spot. He's only $4,800. And like I've said, this Falcons team is actually throwing the ball at a much higher rate than I think some people are going to give them credit for. So $4,800 Drake London, I think, is going to be in play for me as well at that price. So um, I think he does make a lot of sense uh, here in that matchup. And then Curtis Samuel. Uh, if you want to run it back with somebody, Curtis Samuel is going to be the guy at $3,700. The Falcons are terrible against um, against slot uh, slot wide receivers. So basically, you want to funnel. Everybody funnels everything into the, or that's what they're trying to do is funnel everything into the middle of the field. Their outside corners have been elite this year. AJ Terrell has been fantastic. So I, I don't want to play anybody on the outside from the, from the commanders, but I think on the inside, I think looking at Curtis Samuel at $3,700 is just too fucking cheap. And he scored 18 DK points at each of the last two games. Uh, he's been involved a little bit as a runner too. So I think DK Metcalf, or DK Metcalf, Curtis Samuel, uh, <laughs> I think is in play as well um, at $3,700. If you really want to get cheap at wide receiver, I think you could look at him. And I don't know, maybe I'm crazy here for for even mentioning this, but Rondell Moore, I, I'm kind of in, in, like intrigued, right? they're they're without James Conner they they've been utilizing him a little bit as a runner um this year uh, you know out of the running back position he did so at college It's kind of something he did quite a bit he's seen you know three three attempts in a couple of different games he actually last week he had three carries for 50 yards and he also <laughs> against Dallas he also had three carries for 54 yards so like at $3500 if you're wanting to get a stack here and a cheap run back like Rondell Moore like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they bump that up a little bit more without James Conner now that he's out of the lineup. And you're going to be leaning on Keontae Ingram and Emre McCardo. That maybe you give Rondell Moore. Maybe it's Galaxy branding a little bit. And I'm just kind of overthinking it. But thirty five hundred dollars, Rondell Moore, uh, could be a, a kind of an interesting spot to uh, to maybe possibly get there because he's had he's had some useful weeks this year. I mean, week three against Dallas, he had sixteen point two. Yeah, he had that. You know, three for fifty four. He ran out. He ripped off a forty-five-yard uh, touchdown on that, and then he also last week against Cincinnati, he had ten point six. So there's something there. He's seeing a little bit of targets as well. So I don't know. Uh, maybe thirty-five hundred dollars, Rondo more. I think it's kind of interesting too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't hate it. You've you've definitely
0: suggested worse plays before, so. <laughs> and they always hit though. So just 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 know that they just they always hit. Never better. We haven't brought it up all year. But Tyler, Tyler Croft. Tyler Croft. Will always go down an in infamy for me of the best call double ever had. double cutty, yeah. It went like, and I remember there was a couple other shows that were like shitting on it because I know that along that take and oh, yeah, and then I got to say what, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Anyways, so uh,
1: I'll, and I'll always remember when uh when when we recommended playing Josh Allen and Cash and his in his uh, starting debut when he was forty six hundred because he had rushing upside in college and. Uh, we all we said was, you know, what if Josh Allen isn't isn't that as is bad as everybody thinks he is, and he can run a little bit. So, and you know,
0: it worked out. Then, it worked out. We'll, we'll we'll always have Dan Arnold week two. That was, and we will always have Dan Arnold week. So. That was fantastic. Sorry, Ryan, you were on the wrong side of history on that one with Josh Hill. Yeah. Josh Hill,
1: unbelievable. Yeah. So, Imagine playing Josh Hill over Dan Arnold. And It couldn't, happened so organically too. Couldn't like, be it, me. W-
0: it was just we were kind of looking into stuff, talking yeah. about it. I think I brought his name up, and then you started looking into it. Yep. You said, oh, look at all these awards he's been getting. And then yeah, it just kind of happened from there. And then he uh, he he's, scored touchdowns in that game, and it was fantastic. Yeah. And he's he was a like, "Those Thanksgiving slate was he like like one percent owned? One percent already had Josh Hill. Yeah, you're we on it. But yeah, so." Anyways, other than that, like, I mean, you touched on a lot of wide receivers. I kind of hit on some of the things that I really want to hit on. But is there anybody else that you really wanted to get to? Nah. All right. Let's jump over to tight ends. Everybody's favorite position. TJ Hawkinson is $6,600. And then you have Sam Laporta, who popped up on the injury report this week with a calf injury. But it sounds like he's probably going to play. But that is scary because calf injuries, man could pop up at any time and you know like I don't know like you just stay away from him because that worries me if you know something he could tweak in that game Mm -hmm. but and they also have Amin coming back this week so you know do they really need him I don't know he's $5,600 Kittle who is so hit or miss at 5k Dallas Goddard finally broke it bounced back he was somebody we were on big time last week and he bounced back in a really big way Forty eight hundred dollars Cole Cabette Evan Ingram Hunter Henry Tyler Higby. And then you have you know, your Taysom Hills and David Njoku's and Dalton Schultz and Zach Ertz. Kyle Pitts, who I might add, I brought up Kyle Pitts' name last week and you shit all over it. And he dropped seven catches for eighty seven yards on eleven targets, fifteen point seven. Say my name again. Anyways, who you had a tight end?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I'm 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 Definitely out on these top guys. I think Hawkinson is fine. I just don't know that I'm gonna have the salary to get to him. And again, I I just don't know that that offense is gonna be very good without Jefferson. And and they they could score points this week, right? Because they're they're playing Chicago. But I mean, it's in Chicago. It's not in the dome. There's a little bit of weather issues like with wind. So I, I don't know. I just man, that game just feels really gross to me. Minnesota Chicago. So I'm probably not gonna play Hawkinson. But I I totally get it if 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 somebody wants to make that a priority. Um, I think we're like the highest price guy that I like is, is Evan Ingram at 4,500 and we've, you know, talked about that these Jags being cheap uh, outside of Ridley, who's really not even that expensive at 6,700, but um, you know, Kirk 5,400 Evan Ingram's 4,500, like the Jags are cheap. uh, They're in a great spot against Indy. uh, So I, I like Evan Ingram a ton. Um, Logan Thomas at 3,500 against Atlanta. Uh, is in a really good spot. You already mentioned the the receivers are not the best matchup at all uh, when playing Atlanta, and you you He's attack at, Yeah, you you attack Atlanta in the middle of the field. Um, let me pull up tight end ownership real quick. Uh, so it's actually Ingram and Ertz and Pitts at the top, and then Logan Thomas is number four uh, is coming he in. At? He's around ten percent, so I'm really not. Oh, that that's bad. not bad at all. That's, no,
0: that's that's, that's ridiculous because the. The Falcons have been dreadful against the running back. Or running yep. back against it's tight end. Only the Jets have allowed more uh, to tight ends this year than the Falcons. Have. Yeah, so the Falcons so have been
1: really bad. yeah. I I mean, like you said, the you the Falcons want to funnel everything to the middle of the field. Um, and and Howell has shown that he will pepper Logan Thomas with targets. So, uh, I I really don't hate that at all. I mean, he's got targets of three, 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 and eight, and I think. The the Denver game was when he got the concussion. So I mean, if you just throw out the other game against Philly, we only had three. I mean, he's got two two full played games of of targets of eight and eleven, and he's thirty five hundred uh, in a really good matchup against Atlanta. So yeah, I I think it's it's Ingram and Logan Thomas. I think are are the clear best point per dollar tight end plays on the slate. Um, but I there's obviously tight end is weird, and, and you know touchdowns matter. Um, so if you're playing Minshew, I think Kyle uh, Kyle Granson is is in play, um, twenty nine hundred there against Jacksonville. Um, outside of that, I think tight end is pretty gross uh, this week. And I mentioned Smythe too. So if if you play Tua, um, I I don't hate Smythe as well against
0: Carolina. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, Goddard is also an elite spot. The Jets have been, yeah. they actually the worst team against tight ends this year. They are allowing a touchdown per game to the tight end position. Um, 5.4 catches, 57.8 uh, yards and one touchdown per game to the touch, uh, to the tight end position, 17.2 points. But um, I do think that, you know, Goddard again, I think is in a good spot. And then, uh, you know, I, you're going to have to play Logan Thomas. I, it's just a, a really good spot uh, for him. And then I agree with Devin Ingram. So I think those are I think those are kind of the obvious names. Like if you want to get a little bit different, like especially a part of a stack, like Noah Fant, I think you could get you could get to him. He has a little bit of upside here. He hasn't been great. He hasn't really put together like a solid game. He hasn't scored a touchdown, but he's been involved and he's only 3K. So like again, like you know we're kind of big proponents of uh, when you're stacking, um, a part of your stack include the tight end for them to get there. So I, I do think that somebody like Noah Fant could be uh, in play. I, I agree with Kyle Granson as well is also probably one of those dudes that you could look to play. But I think past that, like there's no like real like bottom of the barrel tight end that really stands out to me. I think that's as low as I would go. And then Zach Ertz is also, cause the Rams have also been, uh, you know, they are allowing the fifth most DK points to the tight end position as well. So uh, Zach Ertz, who's seeing a lot of targets from Joshua Dobbs, uh, is also somewhere you should be looking to go. So I think that's kind of where I stand with the tight end position. So let's go ahead and jump over to defense and scroll all the way down to the bottom because that is what we do. I mean, how could you not love the Lions? How in the fuck are the the, the Lions only $2,700? against
1: the Bucks. I don't even hate the other side of that game too, the Bucks 2300 against the Lions. Yeah, because I mean, you got
0: the narrative of Goff who's really struggled on the road. Yep. And he really has. I mean, even this year it's carried over. It's been the same thing. On the road, he has been sust- substantially worse uh, on the road than he has been on, uh, at home. So, you know, the Bucks
1: the Bucks D, you look at their game logs, they've been positive in every game and they even had five against Philly. So, I mean,
0: yeah, the Bucks are only 2300, dollars yeah. like yeah. And I even like I. This is gonna sound crazy, but I don't mind the I don't even mind the Browns. I mean, the Browns' defense has been awesome this year. Like they 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 can get to the quarterback. uh, They can produce a ton of sacks uh, this year. And I mean, I mean, we've seen it. You know, obviously they haven't played a ton of like elite defenses, but I just think that they could do enough. This game's gonna be kind of gross. You know, Uh, all it really takes is a fumble or something like that. Uh, but twenty two hundred dollars Browns. Uh, you know, if you want to kind of go off off the board a little bit, I think you could look for them. But Lions, Bucks, both either one of those teams are certainly in play at their price tag. The Texans, if you want to get there at twenty nine hundred dollars, uh, you could you could look to do that. But it's kind of it. Like I'm not paying up for any of the tight ends. Like I think for me, it's pretty straightforward. I'm mm-hmm. going to take a shot on one of these uh, teams. That I know it gets the quarterbacks like the Lions at twenty seven hundred dollars, and then like I said, I think I totally agree with the Bucks. Sweet, sounds good to me. All right. We'll just some lockstep. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. We're going to find out. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and jump over and build a lineup here. Right. Uh, like I said, last week's lineup absolutely crushed. Or if you put it in anything, uh, did well, almost 200 DK points on that one. So really, I think if we just would have uh, jumped off of, what probably uh bj Robinson and playing if we would play like david montgomery or some you know one of the other you know shock running backs i think that lineup really would have done a lot more damage but still let's uh let's get to it so start us off there maddie what are we starting with uh mostert all right i'm just gonna go ahead then and lock in see mostert 64 wide receiver i'm gonna lock in puka all right let's play stafford then love that 6100 just go ahead and get a All right, let's see. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it, but let's see if we can. I'm going to play Cooper Cup at 9K. All right, uh, Chuba. this won't be so bad. So tight end. I'm going to run it back with Ertz. Uh, Bucks D. Bucks D, $2,300. Leaves 51, 50 each position at wide receiver and the flex. I think we could do this. Yeah, I'm going to go Christian Kirk at $5,400. You know what? Did you say you love Josh Downs? I do love Josh Downs. Yep. So that leaves eight hundred on the table. If we wanted to, we could upgrade Bucks D. If we wanted, I mean, that or we could just leave the eight hundred and uh, leave that. That is going to leave an interesting um, or a unique lineup build with leaving you know eight hundred dollars on the table. Most people aren't leaving that kind of money on the table. We could do that if you wanted. Um, let's do.
1: I'm good with. I like the lines. If you want to play Lions D. I
0: agree The Lions D is kind of mispriced too, instead of Bucks. All right. All right. Let's we're gonna lock this one in. So Stafford, Mostert, Chuba, Puka, Cooper Cup, Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz, Josh Downs, Lions D. I think if you wanted to make any changes, maybe you could maybe may mess around a little bit with like not playing cup and playing like a Jamar Chase or somebody like that. Who's, yep. a low, who's higher price, and then you know maybe pay up from there to get you know a different wide receiver, whether it's Downs or Kirk or something like that. But um, you know, I just want to see. <laughs> I just want to see one, one thing. You know, I always got to mess with
1: something. What is Cubs nine K right? Chase is eight three, so it's seven hundred. We had four hundred, so that's eleven hundred to play with.
0: Yeah. So if you wanted to do that, you could do something like that. And if you really wanted to, you know, instead, you could always, I guess at wide receiver because you basically have fifty one hundred dollars. So if you did that and you played Chase instead of cup and then you could still play Kirk at fifty four hundred dollars if you wanted. And really if you wanted to, you could go with like a two two Atwell as the other as the other option if you want to double stack. He's only fifty one hundred dollars. He fits into that build. And then you know there's other guys that we talked about like Drake London um or even still just Josh Downs. I mean you could just keep I love Downs. Work. I I think Downs gets his first hundred yard game. So we could do that, and really, like I said, if you want to leave money on the table, I think that's smart. So I, th- I just think with this build, there's a lot of different things you could do. That's um, all I was saying. That's what uh, I said. It's it's an easy week from
1: from a matter of which teams you want players from, but it's actually a hard week from figuring out you know which teams fit fit the build right. Um, because there's there's a lot of good plays, which is weird because the highest total is 48, but there's a lot of good
0: plays. No, I agree because like even like I like I was saying like if you wanted to like um like if it honestly because that left 1100 on the table like if you wanted to go pay up for our defense at that point because you didn't really don't want to mess with like the,
1: the 49ers it. against PJ Walker
0: in four, 30 mile an hour wins we can't get to that you wouldn't be able to get up to that that's you're a couple hundred short but you could play the Eagles against Zach Wilson um and the Zach the Eagles uh you know they're they've been getting at the quarterback at a very high rate you could play them uh at, at their price at $3,800 so that's probably what if i was going to do anything that's probably what i would do is because the price but anyway that's really all i was saying Like i feel like there's a lot of different ways you can go and yeah. still feel really good about your team mm-hmm. um so yeah so we'll make this change back I'll lock it in because the only thing that would worry me is a puka and cooper is like are they they both get there but then i guess last week they both scored 20 plus dk points so uh and
1: and cup they only scored one touchdown between the two of them like cup scored 22 without any touchdowns. So you give him, give him, give him two touchdowns, which pushes Stafford up to what three or four. Um, you know, that's what you're looking for, right. Out of Stafford. Um, when you play him is you want to, you want a 300 yards, three touchdown game, which is absolutely possible. Um, and, and if that happens, cups probably catching two, he's probably going for a hundred yards. Um, and, and Puka can definitely go for a hundred yards and, and he can get the other touchdown because the offense is so consolidated. So, and especially when you're not playing Kyron Williams, who is going to be popular, um, you know, it's, it's great leverage because the Rams are in the highest total game of the week, but they're also one of the biggest favorites of the week. So they have the, I think it's the second or third highest team total on the slate. So I, I really don't hate going, you know, full blown Ram stack.
0: Yeah. They have the second highest on the slate. Cause it's yep. the dolphins at 30.75, which actually has dropped. Uh, full point but um and then you have the Rams who've actually been bet up uh over a point and a half it's one of the biggest movers on the week so they're at twenty seven point seven five in terms of their uh implied team total and that game has risen I mean started opened at a forty five and a half and went all as went up so far to forty eight and a half it wouldn't even surprise me if by Sunday it gets up higher than that so Um. Yeah, I think this game really kind of looks like one of the best games to target on the slate. And you don't have to worry about weather or anything like that because obviously it's inside the dome. So,
1: yeah. the The only bad thing when you is when you go all in on a freaking four thirty game, and it's you gotta wait (laughs) for your dudes to play.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you sit there and watch all these other dudes go off, right? Yeah, that's the only thing I hate about loading up four thirty. But yeah, there's definitely been some weeks where I've had teams that's literally almost all. And
1: but if you played all the Jamar Chase last week at 430, you printed all the money and, and got her too. So it's definitely, it doesn't matter what time your guys play. It just, it does suck when the early guys like Tyreek Hill uh, last week explode and you don't have him because you, you played Jamar Chase. And then Jamar Chase scores twice as much as, as Tyreek did.
0: So yeah, it was, that was convenient. So anyways, all right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Uh, week six in the books hope everybody has a good week since Let, let's print some money if you haven't already you can jump into our discord you can go over to our youtube channel find it it's absolutely free there but uh you know uh next week we'll be back we should be back at our normal time on thursday nights uh so for week seven so and next week is a big bye week i think there's six teams on buy next week so uh it's gonna be a little bit more of a shorter slate i'm guessing so anyway so then be sure to uh, hit that uh subscribe button if you haven't already um Leave a rating and review if you're listening to this on podcast. And we will see you again very soon. Have a good week. Let's win some money. Let's try to go for two in a row for big weeks. Try to break 200 this week. We were almost there last week. So, anyways, have a good rest of the weekend. We'll see you next week. Bye.
1: You can tell me what to do. You know who you're talking to. You better to the way the war I what you got. But that's a brace, boy Yeah, that's a brace, little man Break it down Think you're right enough Think you're right enough Think you're you're a big man I'll treat you like you're a little man